I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What's up? Welcome to Barton and Bud. I'm Barton Simmons with Bud Elliott. We got a good weekend of ball in. We got some... We were talking before Bud. We got some... Good games. I feel like after what last weekend when the best slate uh, felt a little better about things this weekend. But uh, I don't know the, the the competition has continued well beyond the field, well into Sunday night. That's when we're talking to you. You may be listening to us on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. But as we sit here Sunday night, uh, things are getting a little spicy. Uh, the 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 conf- the what press conferences, press availability quotes from Dabo Sweeney and the BYU Washington uh, uh, reports going back and forth have given us a little bit of um, um, a little, little bit of, of dueling uh, narratives here this evening. We really could have used this last weekend. Like if we had come on last Sunday and we had all this stuff to talk about. I've been really excited because last Sunday's games were or last Saturday's games were just kind of yeah. This Saturday we actually had good games. Yeah, we 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 have, we have Dabo saying that Florida State's basically ducking Clemson over Clemson, you know, following protocol according to him, uh, ACC protocol for the COVID stuff, and then they they flew with a guy on the team plane who had COVID, and uh, Florida State being very low on scholarship players right now didn't want to risk that, and uh, they said they'd be happy to play them. Is this the first? Happy to play them later. Is this the first time we've seen a team actually travel, and then like have the game canceled yeah. day of game? I think so. Trailblazer. Yeah, right. I think that's. I, I think I get the sense that's sort of what's what Dabo is so pissed about. In fact, there was even a, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a a quote somewhere. I guess it was being like, do they in bringing up the idea of rescheduling this game. And Dabble was like, well, either we play the game at our place or they refund us the 300 grand it cost to, to, to travel to their place. Right. So that, that, that was sort of the, you know, part of what I think sort of stuck in his crawl was like, we actually, like we came down, we were ready. We followed the protocol. There was a positive test. He was, he tested positive because we were following the protocol. He was asymptomatic heading in. Like, well, he was symptomatic just, earlier like, all, in the week, though. That was the issue. Earlier in the right. week, but he, but he had negative tests. Right. Um, so so here, here's so Anna Hickey, this, is, this comes from a Clemson official. Player had symptoms early in the week, and so he did not practice Monday and Tuesday despite testing negative on those days. So he was symptomatic, but testing negative. He was asymptomatic on Wednesday, so he was cleared to practice. 
tested negative on Thursday. On Friday, he was anti-symptomatic again. He did not travel with symptoms. And then I guess, I don't know when that, like Friday night or, and sa- the Friday or Saturday, test he popped. tested positive. Yeah, he said so he tested positive without symptoms after having symptoms like related or unrelated earlier in the week. Who knows? And frankly, like this, this may very well have ended up being a false positive. Um, this is just like the whole thing is just, so I don't know if we even set this up, but Florida's like, so Florida state canceled Dabo Sweeney is the quotes from Dabo Sweeney are, uh, let's see. Basically he said like Florida state didn't want to play us. It wasn't the COVID thing. They just were scared to play us. Um, and he went on to say things like the standard to cancel game was not met. Guy tested positive Friday does not cancel game. I was on every committee meeting since March. And that was never the case. COVID, here it is. Here's the quote. Here's the money line. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. So that's, that's pretty much calling your shot. Obviously, Florida State side of things, they're not comfortable with it. I, I think... I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 the safe thing to do is not to take a side on this sort of deal. I know that Dabo is, um, is, is frustrated. Um, but I get, I get his frustration. I really do. Like, this is, this is all supposed to be just sort of par for the course. This is, this is supposed to be what we all signed up for. We all agreed upon. Like, we're all trying to work through this together. This, I can understand his perspective of feeling like this is an overreaction. I I, I, to, I totally get where Dabo's coming from. I mean, it did they follow the protocol? I I think by the letter of law, yeah. Could they have been a little more conservative with it and you know, maybe held the guy out one, one, one extra day once he wasn't showing symptoms? You know, maybe wait for two tests. Sure, but like you don't have to do that if you're following the letter of the law. Obviously, if the guy just travels on the team plane after being symptomatic during the week and then pops positive on Friday after traveling in a plane, we, we just saw what happened with A&M and Florida and, and all those things. FSU is going to get smoked in that game regardless. Jordan Travis's fingers all busted up. I mean, I, I'm annoyed because like for, for Bud's Betts column, I had Clemson first half, Florida State team total first half under, you know, Clemson for the game at really nice numbers, and, and then it gets all canceled there. But FSU has games left against Virginia and against Duke, which they're not going to be favored in those games probably. But they're at least games that will offer them a, a challenge and an opportunity to work. So from their perspective, if there's any chance that they're going to catch COVID from this, which I think is pretty low, to be honest, I don't think we have any evidence of on-field spread at this point. Right. But if there's any chance, then, then I understand you know, why their medical staffs would disagree. If you're Dabo, you want to have that bye week before the ACC title game, which they would currently have if they don't have to pick up this game. There's no way in hell Dabo wants to travel to play you know, Florida State the week before the AC title game. They're going to win regardless, but, you know, that that's I, – I think that's what he's so mad about. To me, Florida State administration forfeited the game. If FSU wants to play the game, they either need to reimburse Clemson for the trip or come to Clemson. That's from Dabo. Um, I'm curious. I, I'm curious what it means to be symptomatic. Is it just literally like cold symptoms? Because – buddy, it's November 22nd. Right. My whole house has symptoms. <laughs> like my whole, like there, there hadn't been a November 22nd in six years where my whole house hadn't had sniffly noses this time of year. So is that, is that mean that, is that what it means to be symptomatic? Or I wonder if there, I wonder if there's a, some more, 
I, I don't know, very, like very COVID specific symptoms that they're referring to. Cause if so, like I, I got to imagine that there's a lot of symptoms out there on football practice fields right now. And do you hold all these guys out of practice? I don't know. Like this, all this stuff is, is so, so wild. It, it really is. This is, this is unprecedented times. Like you said, BYU and Washington, we won't spend a ton of time on this, but they, uh, BYU and Washington were trying to get a game. BYU, from their standpoint, so the Washington side is saying that BYU turned it down. The BYU side is saying basically that they they turned it down because Washington would not guarantee them that the game would be played because Washington could obviously find another Pac-12 opponent there uh, after the Apple Cup uh, was was off. Um, man, this is this is such a wild wild thing. Like like I I post my bets column and five minutes later we already have games getting canceled. I was like, I, I had Washington there. That, that, that's annoying. You know, one so, thing we – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 keep going. No, 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 I, I was going to transition it out. You, you got more on Washington? Uh, no, no, I do. So here's the thing, because okay. I, I, I think that this is a – I think that this is an important, like – this is an interesting conflict, right, is that the fact that BYU, who's sitting there, may very well legitimately be one of the best four teams in college football. Like – I don't know how how far fetched you think that is, but they're 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 pretty much boat racing everyone they play. They got a, a legitimate first round draft pick at the quarterback position. They're they're a really good football team. There's no chance, zero zero chance they go to the college football playoffs. In my opinion, we're going to get to that. By the way, we're going to talk about college football playoffs and likelihood the teams make it. But BYU ain't getting in there uh, at the current rate that it has that is going with the current schedule that it has to work with. So, all right, Washington pops up. Uh, they got a, they got an open date. All of a sudden, week of BYU sitting out. Um, Thanksgiving chilling this week, thinking they had some time off. Washington wants to play. BYU says no. We're not going to play you. We're not going to schedule this game and have y'all pull the plug on us two days two days earlier because Utah opens up or because some other school opens up and you can you can you know, kick us to the curb to get another Pac-12 game in, uh, which their their fear of now, obviously Washington would want to play this game, but the Pac-12 might make Washington play a Pac-12 game. So here's where, here's my thing is, whatever the reasons BYU you have for, for pumping the brakes on this, I, I think you really don't have a leg to stand on. If you want to get in the college football playoffs, you are fighting an uphill battle. You are swimming upstream. You're a really good team. Go play it. Anybody, any, anywhere, anytime. Just go play it. Agree to it. If you get, if, if, if they pull the plug on you last minute, what's the worst that happens? I don't know. You lose some deposits or something. You, you know, you've, you spent, you've, you've wasted four days of energy when you could have been resting up. You got another bye week after it. You got like two bye weeks after, I think. Like you've got some time to rest here. It it's okay to like I hate like I think I saw some Twitter it mentioned somewhere say that BYU's a proud program they don't have to do that bullshit like yeah you do like if you want to get in the playoffs take a chance and 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 it's the same thing as this UCF stuff where it's like listen like we're never gonna go schedule we're not gonna play uh, uh you know what what Florida with the ones. two for one at, yeah, and, we're not gonna play and have the one be at, at Camping World yeah like. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, then have fun continuing to sit out on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Like, if you want to do this from a group of five or from a non-Power 5 conference, 
you might have to make a sacrifice that another team can't make or doesn't doesn't have to make. That's, you know, if you don't think it's fair, sorry for you, but you're going to be sitting on the sideline for the playoffs if you don't do this. And there, there's a real opportunity here for BYU. Yeah, they could they could play Washington, and Washington legitimately could go and win the Pac-12. And if BYU had won that game, th- it gets a lot harder to keep them out of the playoffs if they keep on boat racing everybody. And and of, and obviously, you know, it goes without saying this is big for the Pac-12 too. If Washington can get that game in, because then hey, you know, if Washington beats them, that's another one for their resume. They go and win the Pac-12. That looks good for the Pac-12. It looks good if Oregon beats Washington. It looks good if USC beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game if they've got a BYU win uh, from a transitive standpoint on that that resume across the board in the Pac-12. So it's a win-win for a lot of people. BYU just doesn't want to be inconvenienced. And I acknowledge they would be inconvenienced, but that's the breaks, man. If you want to get in the playoffs, you got you to gotta do that. I, I agree with you. And remember, Parton, it's not just the playoffs for them. It's also, can you get into one of those New Year's Six Bowl games? Because they are not a group of five member. They are like they're not in the go. league. They're an independent, so they need the, these quality wins to get in as an at large. I, I yeah, I, I agree. It's not a great look for BYU. I I will say for UCF, I don't think they actually want to play Florida. All right, and I, I got yeah, a lot of UCF friends. I, I think it's all I think <laughs> it's all posturing. Right. You know, they they just they want to be right. in the news. They want to stay relevant. They want to keep that that loss column as small as possible. They they don't they don't want to play Florida because like the the risk. People are like, oh, oh you know, UCF has everything to gain, nothing to lose. No, because their entire thing is based on like winning all these games and, and saying they're just as good as everybody else is. If, if they get smacked by Florida one of these years, people are going to remember that. It took Boise a long time to get over Georgia smacking Zabransky between the hedges. And in fact, I think Boise honestly like struggled to get respect until they came back and won that, that Fiesta Bowl over Oklahoma. Like the, it can it can hurt a program a G five type program if you lose one of those games, but I don't think this situation applies to BYU. I think BYU absolutely should have should have rolled the dice and tried to play this game against Washington. Like I'd love to see BYU in the playoffs. I think they'd lose because I'm not really sure that defense is that good, but it would be fun to watch, man. I'm I'm all about it. But it could be the same deal. It could be you know what? Hey, Zach Taylor may want to play anybody anywhere, or Zach Wilson. Sorry, um, but the 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 administrators, you know, maybe they're sitting there being like, uh, this could be, you know, if we can just uh, keep that zero in the loss column um, in this year and we can just be talking about the 2020 season forever, about how this was a team that would have would have should have been in the playoffs and and just should have been the playoffs team forever. And they don't have to worry about it because they're not going to lose any more games. They're going to be San Diego State. So can you get to can you get Oregon on the schedule? Can you get Washington on the schedule? Uh, do it. And, and if you don't, then congratulations. You can sit around talking about how this was the season that should have been forever and ever. And that's fun too, but you're not actually going to have a shot at the playoffs. All right. So Barton texted me tonight and he said, Hey, I don't want to do game review tonight. Even if it's deep dive stuff, let's, let's do something a little broader. Let's do something different. And so I, I was poking around and ESPN has this playoff predictor thing where, where it puts out percentages how likely a team is to make the college ball playoff. And I said, well, what we could do is basically read the team off, read their number off, and Barton and I can discuss whether we think that's a fair number and then also use that as a jumping-off point to talk about the teams. And uh, he liked the idea. So that's what we're going to do starting right now. Uh, Dealer's choice, Mr. Simmons, who do you want first? 
I mean, let's just get the let's get the low hanging fruit out of the way. Alabama, what's their number here? Ninety four percent. Yeah, I mean, at least you know, like the Alabama looks like the best team in college football, and they're really the only team that we can look at right now. I mean, unless you want to, literally, unless you want to throw like BYU or Cincinnati in there, and you're just going to just sort of, you know, go to go to war with the idea that these two teams are actually juggernauts, which I don't think anyone believes they're on the Alabama level. But those are the only two teams in terms of what the product that they put on the field is, in terms of like the the margin of victory, the dominance they've shown the game control or whatever, like Alabama is, has, has, I don't even think necessarily pulled away from the pack, but the pack has sort of receded away from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're just, they're, they haven't, they're, they're not, they're not perfect. Their, their defense is, you know, it's not 2010 or whatever the loaded Alabama defense is old were, but their offense is still really good. And there's still a Nick Saban team. And this is the team you trust more than anyone else. And they just they just blinked and it was sixty-three to three against Kentucky. And uh no one else, no one else is doing that right now. Just nobody's getting to Mac Jones. Like that that's the one thing. I I watch these games and Mac Jones is just so clean and he has so much time back there in the pocket. It, it reminds me a little bit of 2008 Oklahoma with with, with Sam Bradford, and just nobody touched Sam Bradford really pretty much all, all year until they went and played Florida in, 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 the, in the Orange Bowl, and, and UF got to him a couple times and ultimately just ended up outscoring those guys. I, I, I agree. Bama looks like the, the far and away the best team right now. I think they'd be favored over every other team you know, on a neutral site. And what's interesting to me is, so ESPN has their playoff number at 94%. It only has the go-undefeated number at 74%. So ESPN is implying here that there's a pretty decent chance that even if Bama were to lose a game, that it's still getting in. Do you think they're at that point? Yeah, I because th- I, I part of my my um, pre- preparation for this, I just sort of went through each team and kind of looked at like how how could they get in basically, or how, or what would keep them out. I think Alabama would need two losses to get out to be to be left out. I think if it if it if it loses somewhere in the regular season and doesn't lose in the SEC championship game because it would have to lose twice to even get knocked out of the SEC championship game. Right. At this point. So as long as it makes the SEC championship game and wins there, it's it's in. If it goes undefeated until the SEC championship game and loses there, presumably to Florida, as long as they don't get like blown out, I still think that they're in. I, I, don't, I don't really even see an argument for them not to be in. I, I pretty much agree with you. If you think about what they're going to have, they, they blew out Georgia – at the end, they they crushed Texas A&M, which has proven to be a pretty decent team. You know, thereafter, they really haven't had any close games or, or scares with people, with the exception of that old Miss game early in the year. Uh, and yeah, the, the, if if they get blown out by Florida, that's probably the only way I see them. You know, not not making it unless they were to somehow lose to Auburn this weekend, which I, I don't see that's going to happen. A team that looks a little bit less strong to me. And we talked about this in the preview. So what did we say? Can Indiana sustain drives? Can they go on long drives? You know, can, can, can they be methodical? Probably not. But they hit explosive plays at a high rate. 
that's kind of all their offense is, that scoring off turnovers. And Ohio State has been kind of leaky, giving up big plays. Uh, Indiana. Good God, did they hit some explosive plays in this game. Like, that's that's a little bit scary, man. Like, like that Because Clemson going to hit some big plays. If, if this Ohio State team has to play Alabama, they might hit some big plays. This is... This Ohio State defense, uh, the, the guys on, on you know Bucknut's Morning Five podcast have been all over this w- with the cornerback situations. There, it's not great. Their playoff number is only seventy one percent, and and even that, all those complaints I just had, and maybe Ohio State not being quite as good on the line of scrimmage, I I, I do feel like seventy one percent here is low. I, I I think they're higher. Well, the only thing that the the only reason I I kind of agree with that. Is because is who's left on their schedule, uh, so they got to play. I think I'm, I'm. This is off memory here. I think it's Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan left. Correct. Uh, and then you got to be, beat, presumably, I think Northwestern on the other end. Northwestern has a ninety-six percent chance to win the division. So yeah, okay, yeah. So I just don't know that I see any of those teams beating them. Um. And, and yet, so, so because of that, again, and as I looked at this team from a, you know, chances that they're in, like, how could they get left out? I think that they, they have to win every game. They don't look good enough at this point to absorb a loss. They don't have a 12 game schedule to absorb a loss and make up ground. If they lose, whether that's in the big 10 championship game or before the big 10 championship game, you know, I I guess you could make a case that they'll get in um, if they if they you know lose to Michigan State or something and and win the Big Ten championship. But I think that's far from a lock. I think you you know you could see some real temptations to put a second SEC team in. You could see some temptations to put certainly a second ACC team in, depending on how that finishes out there. You could you could suddenly have a real temptation to put an undefeated Pac-12 team in. Even and we'll get to them. Like, and you start looking at Ohio State with a with one loss, a Big Ten championship, and comparing them to a two loss Oklahoma team that is is a, is a Big Twelve championship. Like those, some some of these things, like th- those become problems for Ohio State. Then, so Ohio State has to win out. I think, um, in part because it is only seven games, and if you can't get through that undefeated, then you don't really deserve to be in. Are are we making a bright line rule that that the the if you want to go to the playoff from the, from the Big Ten, you've got to be undefeated. If it applies to Ohio so. State, kind of got to apply to everybody else, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. Um, I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine who's popping up with one loss out of that conference right now that's, that's compelling. The other thing that hurts Ohio State's chance here of going with one loss is, look, all credit to Northwestern. We'll talk about them in a second. But that's not a name. And beating Northwestern, like if you were to lose to Michigan State, still win the East, still go to the title game, and then you you beat Northwestern, that, that's not going to sway voters on that committee. Like Northwestern is not a team that they're going to respect. Northwestern had a 25% success rate over the weekend. I mean, that, that's just what they're doing is not sustainable. I mean, this is luck. So they had a 0% success rate in the third quarter. Yeah, uh, they had a 5% rushing success rate for the game. 5%. There wasn't a a single offensive play in the third quarter that could be considered successful. But you might be thinking. And then they won. 
But you might, Barton, you might be thinking, oh, but they, they made up for it with explosive plays. Not the case. Uh, Wisconsin <laughs> actually had twice as many explosive plays as, as the Wildcats. And this is, this is how Fitz wants to do it, I guess. No or doubt. Even, no doubt. He's just good the way at doing it this way. But the voters the are not going to fall in love with this if Ohio State like <laughs> slips up and then, and then beats them in the championship game. That, that ain't happening. So I, I have Ohio State a little uh, bit higher. I just think they can outscore everybody left on their schedule. I make their win out percentage like 75 or 76. So I I think maybe three, four points higher is is probably fair. All right. Notre Dame is an interesting one. Um, what's the percentage at? Where are they at? Uh, 59. So this playoff. That's a, it's a little surprising. This is interesting. Like So let's think about this. So. They have a game this weekend at North Carolina, which is far from a lock. They're only a four-point favorite. At, at yeah, UNC. I think that's a scary game. Like, I think that's. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this goes without saying, but I think that's the toughest game on the schedule. Now, Clemson, as everyone was talking about that BC game last week as a potential trap spot, like I wasn't, I wasn't that worried about that one. But, but even back then, I was, I was kind of circling this North Carolina one. Is that that's the scary one to me? There's no doubt about it. I, I think. That this Notre Dame team is is a really good football team. It seems to know what it is. It's we had our doubts about its ability to play at the highest level due to their out, outside explosiveness. That that could still come back to bite them if they were to play Alabama or somebody. But I don't think it's going to bite them quite so much as far as the path to get to the playoff. But fifty nine percent, I certainly wouldn't say it should be higher than this. Uh, I mean, their win out percentage, so their chance of going undefeated through the conference title game according to ESPN, is only 26%. So you're looking at a 26% win-out percentage and a 59% go-to-the-playoff percentage. That's a pretty heavily implied Notre Dame is going with one loss proposition there. And I I don't mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You think they're greater than 50% to go at this point? That that seems that seems like they're 60% is really high. So I think I want, I, like, I, I'd be very interested in what that number would be um, if they were already past North Carolina. Like, because I wonder how much of that number is about the, the likelihood of them losing to North Carolina or the possibility of them losing to North Carolina versus how much of it is about them going with one loss. Um, because they're going to be Syracuse I got to think they're going to beat Wake, though that's that's much less of a given. Um, I do think, though, I do think that if they get to the if if they get if they go three and zero these next three games, get to the ACC championship game, and lose close to Clemson. Again, when you talk about, I, I just I think that that's a I think that's a team that would have a really good shot at getting in. I think a one-loss team with a cl- with a one-possession loss to Clemson, after having already beaten Clemson, would have a really good shot at getting in. Do you disagree with that? No, I, I think they would have certainly a really good shot to get in. And I, I just I pulled it up here on on ESPN's FPI numbers, which I, I think are. I I think this is where the predictor comes from, uh, using the FBI and and running a lot of different different uh, scenarios here, so. It basically has them at seventy percent to beat Notre Dame, or to beat North Carolina. Okay, certainly. So that, that's that's a little bit baked into this. Um, if they had already beaten North Carolina, their playoff percentage would probably be, I mean, what, like 
high 60s? That's That does seem generous. I, I think we have a lot of stuff still that we don't know it's going to happen in the other leagues. I, I think you've talked me into this not this 59% number not being outrageous. Uh, I, I still think it's slightly high. Um, I'm, I'm a little closer to 50% than I am to 60, but this, this seems okay. The problem with North, with with Notre Dame is I do think that, you know, they can't afford to lose by seventeen to Clemson. Right. Like it's not a like a loss. It's not just binary. I, like I think there's different um, there's different versions of the loss that are have different impacts on their outcome and uh, and so by that you know there is there is the, like it's, it's certainly not like you know. If they, if they get to the championship game, they're, it's not like they're definitely in. I think what happens in that game, even if it's a loss and how it happens, is going to be pretty pretty critical in determining how likely a playoff berth is. That's, that's very fair. So here's one for you. 35% Cincinnati Bearcats. Well, here's the thing that's interesting to me is they're, they're higher than Clemson. Yeah. That can't – like that 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 – that can't like. That's that's a little that's a little befuddling to me. Talk me through it, math guy. I think that this is something that like maybe their inputs or or or, or their values in their algorithm are not correct. So I'm not saying that they have incorrect data in there. I just think that like the way they've programmed this playoff predictor, I don't think correctly accounts for the implicit bias that the committee has repeatedly shown against the group of five teams. Right, and I'm not saying that we should have had a group of five team in the playoff. In fact, I, I think for the most part, I come down against that argument for for most of the prior years. But like, I, I kind of had a little suggested tab over here on the right side of my screen. What I think this should be, I think Cincinnati's playoff chance is probably like five percent, not thirty five percent. They're they're you know better than a coin flip to win out, but not not by a ton. I mean, Tulsa will have. Somewhat of a shot against them if Tulsa wants to keep pulling off these absolute miracle comebacks and you know screwing up my live betting. Um, and then they, you know, they 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 have some other games that they could potentially lose, not not many, but thirty five percent. I just don't think takes into account thirty five percent is like if they if they took this resume and they were actually in a Power Five conference. That they're not though. They're in a G five, and the committee just doesn't give the G five teams the time of day. I, I think this is this is way off here. Cincinnati. If I'm not mistaken here, Cincinnati has a bye week or an off date December 5th. BYU also has an off date December 5th. If I if, again, there, there's a lot of uh, fluidity in these schedules, so maybe I could be mistaken. But if those two teams have a both have a, 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 an off date, I mean, someone's got to explain to me why you wouldn't get that game scheduled. What, like, oh, what bu- bureaucratic reason would you not get that game scheduled? So if you realize that regardless of what happens in that game, you're not going to get picked for the playoff. But if you lose that game, you could lose your chance at a payout that you get from going to the New Year's Six Bowl. So your risk far outweighs your possible reward if you are way too far back in the playoff standings. If I'm Cincinnati, just being pragmatic here, there is no way in hell that I schedule that game now. I want to wait a week or two to take a look and say, okay, where are we in the playoff standings? If we're really close, 
then you know what? Maybe I'll roll the dice if I'm Cincinnati's AD and say, let's let's go for it. I'm sure Fickle would be cool with it. But if we're not that close, I'm not risking my spot as the team who's going to go to the New Year's Six from the G5 by losing to BYU, which I think if you, lo- if you lost to BYU, it probably would cost you your, your chance to go to the New Year's Six, you know, New Year's Six Bowl. So that... That's why it, it's kind of risk reward and and just the, the the odds just may not be in their favor there. That makes sense. I got you. All right. So that that that, that answers that question. Um, Bart, are you symptomatic? I'm a little symptomatic right now. <laughs> I don't think I. I think I think we'd be getting games canceled right now if I was uh, on the roster. Um. So. All right. So Cincinnati. I wrote down here to get them in the playoffs. They got to get a game with BYU, but you're saying maybe that they maybe it's not even worth it. But we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs are bust here. Um, So either Cincinnati or Power Five team, I think. Otherwise, you would have to have like like I think there's still there's still chaos that could happen that could be beneficial here. So just hear me out. All right. So Notre Dame wins out. uh, Bama wins out. There's a three-loss Big 12 champion. There's a, uh, a one-loss Pac-12 champion, and Ohio State wins out. I think, I think you got a shot there. That's a lot. That's a lot of ifs. That is a lot. <laughs> Do you think that that scenario represents 35% of the possible scenarios? Like, no way, right? No, no yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little high. All right. After this ad break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a team that is absolutely way too low. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. All right, welcome back to Barton and Bud. We're in the middle of playing the uh, pick apart the ESPN playoff predictor game here. Clemson Tigers have a 33.5% chance to make the playoff according to the ESPN playoff predictor. And dude, I am... I'll, I'll I'll kind of walk through this, and I'm, I'm going to need some explanation from you here. So ESPN says that Clemson has a 63% chance to win out, which includes the conference title game, obviously. But a 33.5% chance yeah. to make the playoff. Yeah, okay. How <laughs> does this work? Yeah, I don't know. You're the, you're the, you're the big brain. I, 60, I don't know. As I as I understand it, if you got a sixty three percent chance to win out as Clemson, you got a sixty three percent chance to make the playoffs, right? That's what I think. Or it should I mean, be at least that, that high. Yeah. Like, what scenario does Clemson win out 
win the ACC and not go. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a kink in the system there. Also, if Clemson does not win out, it's, it's real definitely simple. not going. Like this right. one should be really simple. It should just match the win out percentage. If Clemson wins out, it's going. Right. If it doesn't, it's not. It's almost like like the ESPN computer is sitting here thinking, okay, we're gonna weigh like we're gonna weigh the two resumes. Who is stronger, Notre Dame or Clemson? If they both end up with one loss or something. But like we know from past years that the playoff is going to value winning a conference title. It's actually in their thing of, of one of their things that they are supposed to consider. So, yeah, I, I think we should double this. It, it's more like a 65, 66% shot that they, they have to go. Yeah, it's, it's real simple to me. Um, so, uh, just let me just put a, put a gun to your head here. Um, and and as, as a commentary on how good you think Clemson is, do you think we're going to see them in the playoffs? I do. Yeah, I I, I like him in a rematch with, with Trevor. In looking at this, like, so DJ threw the ball extremely well against Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was also really loaded up to stop the run, and he had some pretty favorable looks to throw. I think that that Clemson's offense will be able to be more two-dimensional against the Irish in a rematch because I don't think you can play coverage against Clemson against Trevor the same way that you played it against DJU. Now, look, he he handled it extremely well to his credit, but I, I think having Trevor makes them more two-dimensional on offense, and I, I, I would pick Clemson, especially on, on a neutral field, over the Irish with with Trevor. So, yeah, I think Clemson's do you think Clemson's right a, do, you, do you think Clemson neutral field, um, everyone's healthy, all things being equal, is Clemson the second best team in the country, you think? Yeah, I, I didn't think so before this weekend, but uh, this Ohio State secondary thing does not seem to be going away. Mm-hmm. And we, we've looked- no, I think Ohio State's like that. That was that was that that exposed some things for Ohio State. I don't mean that they're not going to, you know, they got t- they got room to improve. They got time to figure it out. But based on what we saw this weekend, they got some work to do. You would take Clemson over Ohio State if they play tomorrow. I think I would. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. Me too. Okay, so this this is an interesting pairing. Maybe we could tackle both of these. Oregon at twenty seven percent, USC at fifteen percent. I, Barton, I kind of think that these are either way too low or way too high. And for me, it's a question of: Is the committee going to actually care about what the Pac twelve does? Is it? Is the Pac-12 going to have enough games? Because if if the committee actually pays respect to what the Big 12 is or what, what excuse me, what the Pac-12 is doing, then 27% for Oregon is is probably pretty low. And it should be higher. But are they writing this formula to account for just a total lack of games and, and just not having enough enough of a resume? I I've got I'm having a hard time seeing a Pac-12 team get in. I think it's part of the, and it's 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 a it's a really tricky situation because it's not it's obviously not the players' fault, it's not the coaches' fault, it's not even the administrators' fault. Really, it's just sort of the hand that they've been dealt, and yet a football season is 
like the, 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 one of the like most difficult defining things about having a successful football season is the like resilience you have to show in battling health issues and staying focused week in, week out and surviving the year. Because how many times have we seen really good teams get tripped up in week nine or, or just somewhere along the way? And, and just because you don't even know which game's the game. Well, if you got six games in a championship game or five games in a championship game or four games in a championship game, that, that's just, you're not really testing a team. And so, I mean, I'm obviously sort of conflicted in this because those those kids, those players deserve a chance. But yet, if if Oregon or USC, let's just say, finishes as the six and zero Pac-12 champion, right? And you put them up against, I don't know, a team that's that's got an eleven game resume or a ten game resume. Ah, that's a that's a tough sell for me, man. That's a really tough sell. So, I think. Like the way they like, I don't think anyone in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, Oregon just hey, they beat UCLA, but they barely beat UCLA. Um, I mean, USC, we know what how bad they've looked first two games of the year. Um, Washington, you can throw them in there. Uh, they've they had, you know, this was a really impressive weekend against Arizona. They looked, they, you know, the the Oregon State game was was a you know, it was solid first first game with a new offensive coordinator and breaking in a new system. I love Washington Washington right now. By the way, they're 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 mashing people. Um, they're physical. Like I, but yeah, their offense I don't love, but like they're it, they 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 do smash people I just, defensively. I, I like I like I like that they're owning, but I I like that they're owning that identity. Like I, I I'm not I'm not necessarily vouching for that system. But they're but they're just decided. They just decided this offseason. You know what? We're going to be a pro style team that's going to run it down your throat, and we're gonna we're gonna play a bunch of tight ends, and we're gonna just we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be old school Stanford. And um, you know, I think they've leaned into that identity. So, but but my 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 greater point is, I'm I'm open to it. I'm open to an undefeated Pac-12 team in the playoffs, but they have to be dominant all the way through. And and to this point, no one has been totally dominant in the Pac-12. That's the other point. I I completely agree. If if we had one team in the Pac-12 that was smashing everybody, I, I think that would make sense. But I mean, Oregon winning by one score over UCLA's backup quarterback is is not really going to move the needle. But let me throw this out to you: Ohio State is already down a game because the the Maryland game got canceled. Undefeated Oregon that beats undefeated USC in the Pac-12 title game or one loss Ohio State Big 12 or Big 10 champion. There's only one one fewer game. Yeah, right? I would and take they would the both have the same then. number of wins. Yeah, I would take the Pac-12. I think I would too, which is absolutely crazy. And there's no way in hell I would pick Oregon to beat Ohio State. But resume wise, because you got to think about you got to think about who that would have mean Ohio State would have lost to, right? right? Probably Michigan State. It, or it, Michigan. It mean, yeah, or Illinois. I mean, that's that, 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 oh god, <laughs> those three teams are sort of the same caliber team right now. <laughs> like you, you can't you can't say Michigan is a bigger threat to beat them than Illinois is. Like I think that's the, that's the point and. I mean, or Northwestern. So what'd you say? You oh, Big Big Ten champions, one loss. So yeah, it'd be one of those three teams. 
And that's just a bad look, especially considering, I mean, think back at Ohio State now. I mean, I know that Ohio State's win over Penn State was part of the process of breaking Penn State. And, and they, are, they, have, they have crumbled into what they are now in part because of that loss to, to, to Ohio State. But still, it's only a 13-point win over a team that's now 0-5. Right. Can, can we give a shout-out to Lovey Smith, by the way? I, I know people w- want to fire Lovey Smith. It, he took his team to a bowl game last year. His, his players don't seem to get in trouble. I think he's doing a fairly good job there. It's an it's a extremely difficult job. They have two wins on the year. They played Purdue with, within a single score. They've had a whole bunch of COVID stuff to, to deal with. They're probably going to lose out on the year and, and, and go go two and six. They finished with Ohio State, Iowa, Northwestern. Not the easiest of slates there, but they they pounded Nebraska, man. They, they, they came out and they, they were out physical all day. And they, they beat Rutgers. Okay. I just, I don't know. Like, like what more do you want at Illinois? Like, I, I think Lovey's doing a fine job. It sucks that we have not gotten a regular schedule healthy non-COVID season to see what Illinois would have been this year. I mean, I'm okay to keep on just sort of being rough on, on Levy if they go four and eight this year in a regular year, because I mean, let's like, it's okay for us to sort of want more than four and eight eternally at Illinois, but they were healthy this weekend and they finally had a clear, like Brandon Peters is back and the, the COVID issues were, under control and they just freaking blasted Nebraska. That's a different story. Like Nebraska, but, but, but yeah, like there was, there was a lot of reasons to think Illinois had a chance to be a pretty good team this year heading into the season. Um, and maybe they would have been, maybe they are. We'll see what happens the rest of the year. I mean, I, that's a team that could catch you. I, I, I completely agree. All right. So moving right along here, Northwestern or no, oh, we skipped BYU. BYU, 14%. We talked about them earlier. Barton, I think they have a 0% chance to make it. So what, what about if they get – what about if they just, just hypothetically they get Washington on there this weekend, um, they, they win by 20. All right, let's just, just look at this from a, like a best-case scenario perspective here. They beat Washington by 20 this weekend. Washington goes on to let's just say they don't win the Pac-12, but let's say they they win the North uh, and lose in the Pac-12 championship game. Is is it still zero? It's it's not still zero um, because at that point you have some decent wins on the schedule. So you you, you crush Navy. People are going to talk about the narrative of what went down in that game. And, and let me ask you this: good. Does it does it change and and does it matter? Like if when I say they beat Washington by twenty, does it matter if they beat them by one? Yeah, I okay be, because I, it's it's not a volume thing. It's not that they need one more win. They need another like yo look this team because they, they have to to out and out convince the committee against this schedule: Navy, Troy, La Tech, UTSA, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky, Boise, North Alabama, and San Diego State. Now they they beat the hell out of Boise. Boise had a lot of guys yeah. out in that game, but they still crushed. Them. Boise was playing their th- what third string quarterback, yeah. right? Because they um, Bachmeyer was, was out. Sears got hurt the first series. So even that, I mean, look. Fortunately for BYU, they did crush them because I think if that was a close game, then then we already scratched them from the list. But they did crush Boise, and that's really the only thing that keeps them alive, which is why 
it's a, it, I, I'm with you. It is, unless they get another, unless they get Cincinnati or a really good power five team on the schedule, I think it's a zero. So here's something that the committee will look at. And they won't use this exact number because they're not supposed to, but they, they'll look at some of this stuff. Here's the FPI ranks for the opponents that, that BYU has played so far. 96, 92, 98, 108, 50, that's Houston. 113, 107, 41, that's Boise. North Alabama is not ranked. San Diego State, 60. So they will have played so far two teams, no, excuse me, three, because San Diego State, in the top half of college football, and nobody in the top 40. Although, I think both you and I agree that if Boise gets their guys back and start, they'll play better and they'll, they'll get into that top 40 in a lot of those power rankings. Washington is clearly a top 40 team already, and you're going to need Washington to continue to win, and you're going to need to smoke them if you want to have any shot. As currently comprised, yeah, it's it's a zero. I mean, they might not even make the, make, make a New Year's Six Bowl if they go undefeated, much, much less the playoff. Yeah, because because they're not they're Sorry. not they're not in a conference. Sorry, BYU. Um, all right. Do you want to do this next? You, you, you want to sell me on these guys? <laughs> I, I, I want to hear this. <laughs> I mean, look, Northwestern's been my team since 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 COVID, since the since the early COVID, the dawn of the COVID age. Northwestern's been my squad. Returning. Pressure. They have. They they have. Uh, they've lived up to my expectations, all my hopes and dreams I had for them when they were just a little baby, little baby team that I was that I was pitching. Uh, but they've they don't need to do anything more. Daddy loves them. This is as far as they need to go. I don't expect anything else out of them. Um, yes, if they went out, they're in. I don't think they went out. I do. Th- I, I think as as much as I am a Northwestern believer. And I even on the cover three pod, I picked them on a money line sprinkle to win. But they are, um, they're built to beat Wisconsin. I just don't think they're built to beat Ohio State. I think if they can get into that game undefeated. Uh, they would certainly have to. And if they won it, they'd be, they'd be in. But I, I don't think that's the type of team that's going to give Ohio State problems. Yeah, I would agree because it's just, how many points are they going to score against Ohio State on their best day, even with a couple of Ohio State turnovers? 24? And I just don't know that Northwestern has the ability to hold Ohio State under 30, even on their very best day. I just I don't see it happening. Is that game still in the dome? Like We're, we're not going to get some kind of like weird Big Ten weather stuff, right? No, 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 snow, no snow game potential here? <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's still in the dome. So um, I'm trying to think. So they had what? When was like? Um, what was the game that they 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 almost beat Ohio State? How long ago was that? It was maybe it was 20. Oh, the one where Ohio State gets the crazy 16? cover at the end. Yeah, yeah. God, that had to be like five years maybe. ago, man. Yeah. So like you know, there's it's it's conceivable. Um, it with with the right just bonkers like like just just bonkers plays that take place but no that's not the team it 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 would take it would take a ridiculous occurrence for that to happen so here's what i don't get their win out percentage 10 and a half their playoff percentage 14% what is the 3 and a half percent scenario here that northwestern is going to the playoff if it is not undefeated, like 
one loss conference champ Northwestern? I guess. Well, with an Ohio State I guess win, they would have. They would have to. Yeah. So if Ohio State wins out, and and Northwest or wins out to the to the championship game, Northwestern loses. I don't even know who they're on the rest of their schedule. Uh, Northwestern just sort of loses some slog of a Northwestern game, and and then they beat Ohio State. I could. I don't know. I could. I could buy that. You beat Ohio State and you're a Big Ten champ. There, there, there is a path for you. We're going to look back and remember this. If this happens, this is the worst playoff team <laughs> we in the history of the we playoff. We won't have to worry about that. Like that, that Michigan State team that got, that got smoked by Bama, move on over. Like th- this team is, is like orders of magnitude worse than, than that team was. So fighting Reese Davis's. <laughs> how did they find that, by the way? Like who is watching that television show? Hey man, those guys got a lot of dead time in hotels. I guess, man, nothing that is, else to do. Uh, man, I, I, I don't know. Like, like I, I'm not watching ten hours of college football like studio shows with guys just argue, arguing with each other nonstop. Uh, but that's just me. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not uh, COVID quarantined in a hotel room. Nothing else to do. Is that when they found it's it? Like, the uh, d- during the okay. That's. I guarantee you. I don't even know when the quote came. It was just for those who hadn't heard. Joey Galloway called Northwestern a bunch of fighting Reese Davises and said they weren't going to be able to beat Wisconsin. And after the game and his post game interview, Pat Fitzgerald said that was a major motivator. And a bunch of players were running off the field yelling, "Fighting Reese Davises! Fighting Reese Davises!" So that was clearly some bulletin board material from from Joey Galloway. Uh, but I guarantee you. That was, it was said, you know, one of those nighttime games, probably Friday night halftime or whatever. And when those dudes are just like kicking up, laying in their hotel bed with their roommate, just watching TV and probably everyone saw it at the same time and just started texting each other. And it was their rallying cry the rest of the weekend. That's college kids are amazing. Um, this, this would never happen in the pros. So <laughs> Gators and Aggies, 12 and a half percent. For Florida, eleven and a half percent for the Aggies. I kind of think I want to say these are low, and if if we're going to say Cincinnati and BYU are are way too high here, then we we need to basically find some other teams to attribute the you know the the, the too low for Clemson is an obvious one. Bama might be maybe bump them up. Ohio State bump up a little bit. Are you surprised that Florida's chance of winning out is only eleven percent? Like, do, do you think are we, are we making a mistake as a college football media of just assuming that UF is going to win all three remaining regular season games? Because I'm seeing a, a lot of that out there. Right? Okay, like Florida's going going to Atlanta, which they are because they would have to lose twice in, well, in order to. But winning out, winning out includes beating. Alabama, right? Correct. That the win out, their win out shot is ten point seven percent, and I just feel like maybe it's a little bit higher than that. Who knows? Well, do you think that they've got better than a ten percent chance of beating Alabama? Oh, for sure. If you give me ten to one, I'm taking Florida all day. Yeah. So let's just say, let's just say, you know, what's the percentage chance of of beating of losing to uh, Kentucky? Kentucky just 
they look terrible. I, I think Florida's probably five percent or something. It's yeah, it's probably like like six or seven. I mean, if I gave you twenty to one on Kentucky, would you take it? Uh, twenty to one. Yeah, I'd probably take that. That's five percent implied. So, yeah, but like, yeah, you know, if I gave you like sixteen, fifteen to one on Kentucky, you probably, yeah, I don't know if you'd do that or not. Right. So, yeah, you plop on a couple percentage points from Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU. I mean, I, I think that there's. So, what are you saying? You're saying that like the idea that they'll get to the SEC championship game unscathed is is lower. A lower probability than people are giving it credit for. No, I, I think it's actually maybe more likely than what FBI and the computer see it as. Like I, I just ninety percent against Kentucky, eighty six percent at Tennessee, eighty percent at home against LSU. Maybe those are real. Like maybe those are fair, and maybe I'm overestimating Florida. I just think I don't know. I see twelve percent for UF, and I think God, like. They seem like it's more like fifteen percent to me. If, if they can peak at the right time, they'll they'll, they'll get Cal Pitts back, and, and those guys will start to look better. The defense, I think, is going to start playing better at some point. I know Hopper was playing more this week. I don't know. It, it does seem a little bit low to me, and yet, do like doing this exercise made me go back and think why why is it this low? And I realized because that according to ESPN, the chance that these guys went out is uh, like just went out in the regular season not not even the conference title game is is not that great like it, it's it's high but it's not you know incredibly high yeah i mean but bottom line like the, it would be shocking if they were to lose before alabama and and it just boils down to can they beat alabama and then that's just sort of where you're at uh but i'm with you like i, I it, it, it's hard to envision and they'll come in in these last three uh, I think A&M is kind of interesting because if 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 Alabama were to blow out Florida, let's just say twenty points, just a similar win that they a similar margin of victory to what was Bama A&M, and if Notre Dame is to beat Clemson again, Notre Dame's in, Bama's in, you're getting a Big Ten in. Let's just say big. Let's just you know you, then you're comparing A&M to Big Twelve and Pac Twelve basically. Um, because I don't think Clemson gets in with two losses to Notre Dame. For sure. So I think I think AM's path in is 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 actually a lot more. What, what do we have it at? Like 10% or something? Uh 11, yeah. Um that like I I could it seems very reason like I it's it's a very reasonable like leap for me to get to a scenario in which AM is a is 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 a strong contender. And I, I do think they will have some games down the stretch that are not they're like the, the game at Auburn is not a gimme. That that's True. that's in two weekends. That the LSU game who else they got? Uh LSU at Auburn at Tennessee. For as much as we rag on Tennessee, Tennessee has two games in their final two weekends, AM and and Florida. They could be a major spoiler here in the playoff race. Well, and you know, here's the other thing too, is because because we are yes, I'm with you. I'm like I'm just totally like cruising Florida to the SEC championship game. I'm um, I'm sort of talking about AM as a 
you know, one loss, whatever that record puts him at nine and one, 10 and one. Uh, but because like this, I got to keep reminding myself, like there's, it's, it's very easy to envision Kyle Trask missing a game because of the COVID, you know, there's, we could be sitting here looking at floor, you know, A&M playing Tennessee with, you know, their starting punter and long snapper out. All right. Well, what's that going to do? Uh, so yeah, like I think that's part of the that's part of what creeps some of these numbers down a little bit is just the idea of of all the variants that's, that's going to be thrown in our face. That's that's fair. I if if you put Florida at like 15, 16% and AM at 13, 14, it's just a couple percentage points bump up, but I, I do think it's a little bit more reflective of what the committee might might do with them, especially if the committee thinks that highly of Alabama, then you know, losing to Alabama, even though it was by a lot. It was early in the year. You could make the whole they improved argument. If they were to smoke Auburn or something, maybe they beat Auburn by more than Bama beats Auburn or something like that. It's unlikely, but it's possible. I, I could see a way that, that A&M gets in. I just I don't think A&M right now, like one loss non-champion A&M, I don't think has a better resume than one loss non-champion Irish. Do you? Um, no, 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 not unless Irish just get just get blown off, blow, blown out against uh, Clemson. So they 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 would have beaten Florida close in in uh, in in College Station. Notre Dame would have beaten Clemson, you know, obviously close. Notre Dame, we would assume here, would have also beaten North Carolina in this scenario. What is the second best win for A and M? Would it be Auburn? I don't know which I don't I guess uh yes like, see is so crazy Vanderbilt Mississippi State Arkansas South Carolina LSU Tennessee or the other <laughs> I mean yeah it's 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 uh yeah the SEC is such a mess it's probably um Auburn but Arkansas Arkansas is probably better than Auburn really um yeah it's the, the SEC is a mess it, it really is is there anybody else on this list that we need to talk about? Wisconsin, to me, I think we can really strike that they have a nine point two percent chance. I, I think they have like a negative nine point two percent chance that there's no way in hell Wisconsin's going, and they're they're down games. They've already missed two games. So their resume is super light. They already have a loss. If if they did even make the Big Big Ten championship game, to me that would mean that Northwestern lost twice, which means the team that you lost to all of a sudden is not as quality of a loss. I. To me, that that's that's a zero. Is there anybody else out there? If you look at your long shot board, that you think has, has a shot? Well, I just got to bring them up. 0.8 percent chance. It. Oklahoma. They are. Bama wins out in a blowout, in the SEC championship game. Notre Dame wins out. There's a flawed Pac-12 champ, whatever that looks like. Oklahoma gets Iowa State again in the championship game, beats them. Then, basically, you get down to, um, I mean, let's let's even say Ohio State gets in, right? So then you're just comparing as an Oklahoma, undefeated, right? As an undefeated, then you just compare Oklahoma to what, like a second team in the SEC, a a, a Pac-12 champ, 
that again that has is is not really a like we're not really sold on like let's just even say it's a six and oh like let's say USC let's say USC wins wins the Pac twelve at six and oh and they and they and all their games are like the first two we've seen. You gonna take them? You gonna take that USC team over Oklahoma? I, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can. Like, no way you can. I think Oklahoma is fascinating. They're playing I mean, really obviously well they're right gonna now. need some help. They're gonna need some help, but I think Oklahoma is. Um, I think I think Oklahoma is really interesting. So the two games that Oklahoma really need really needs to have happen needs Auburn to beat A and M. It needs need, need the Irish to beat Clemson in a rematch. Yeah, so you think A and M would be a clear, not clear, clear, but take. I think I think if you remove that roadblock, it's much easier for me to see the committee saying, "Yeah, Pac-12 guys, sorry, just just a little bit too late to this dance." Oklahoma played eleven games. You guys played seven. It's just not the same thing. Oklahoma's playing much better. They might be able to make some excuses about the injuries and suspensions that they had early in early in the year with with Perkins and. Uh, Ramondre and, and and those dudes, I, I I can see it, and I mean if I'm Clemson or Ohio State, I'll be favored over over Oklahoma. But like if Oklahoma keeps improving on on this pace, like this slope they're improving on right now, I don't really want to play those guys. Rattler's talented as hell. Are, are they going to get Hazelwood back this year? By the way, I think he's already back. I don't know. I don't know how much he's played or how effective he's been, but he's. I think he is. Um... He is back to available. I mean, that's kind of scary. Their defense is looking uh, looking a little bit better. This is this is a team nobody wants to play right now. 0.8% is is not good. If you if you give me 125 to one on Oklahoma finding the way to sneak into the playoffs, which is kind of what the implied there is, I'm taking Oklahoma all day at those odds. Yeah. Especially if the if 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 pack if you're comparing against the Pac 12, if Pac 12 if the Pac-12 champ has one game canceled, so they're looking at a five and zero regular season, six and zero with the conference championship game, then they'll basically have the. I mean, there'll be what one game? They'll they'll have played one additional game than Oklahoma since they began their slate. Right, so Oklahoma right. would be on the same. Like Oklahoma would be on a longer winning streak than any Pac-12 team that can toss at them. I mean, Oklahoma's won. They're, they're they're sitting on a three-game win streak as the Pac-12's kicking off. So they're on a five-game win streak right now. The Pac-12, the biggest win streak that they're on is, is a three-game win streak. So like you can you can make a case, you can spin it where it's like, okay, I mean, they yeah, the Pac-12 champ. They've they've won six games. They've won seven games, but we so have we. Like that, that we, we're, we, we did this too. I know we lost a couple games a long time ago. We were a different team then. Like let, judge, us, judge us by the product we are right now, which is what the committee has been proven to like want to try to do. So it's, I'm just saying, man, like, I keep on playing that seed. I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion in a couple of weeks. I, I think you're exactly right. And we talked about this a little bit on the last show. Like Oklahoma, they're just staying alive. They have to look, impre- they have to look impressive. They have to keep winning, obviously. They have to keep winning impressively. It's possible, man. Like it is possible. Uh, what else do we have here? Miami. Miami is is, is a one point three percent chance of getting in. They just need they they just need Clemson to lose, right? They need Clemson to lose another regular season game. Yeah, if Clemson 
Yeah, if, if Clemson loses another and, one, and they and they'd have to win out, obviously, right? Which is not a gimme. I mean, they, they finish right, right. at at Wake against North Carolina, hosting Georgia Tech. Now, the Georgia Tech game, I think, is the same date as the S, or as the ACC championship game. So that that would be like you wouldn't play that one if if Clemson were to lose another game in the regular season. I, I don't know who Clemson has left other than FSU, who we just talked about. They have. Uh, Pitt and at Virginia Tech. It would be very, very, very Hokies to pull that off. It would be very Miami too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 could happen for sure. That could happen. That's Pitt. Pitt could do it too. If Pitt beats them again, that is wow. Like you, you could get a like it, it, it snows. It snows in in Blacksburg. I mean, you could get a game. At, at VTech and and get some snow up there to some cra- crazy conditions and uh, get Hendon Hooker just doing quarterback sweep left and right. They they win ten to three and you know Justin Fuente needs that. He needs it. Did uh did, did you see him go next question today during a press conference? Was that today? He did next question after the game too. Oh maybe maybe it was after the maybe, game. Sorry, maybe, I, I, yeah. I saw the thing today. The uh, when when it was when it was asked if he's going to take over play calling duties. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Next question. <laughs> seems like a reasonable question. <laughs> it seems reasonable. Just just engage in the question, coach. You say no. You just lost a pit. What, what are you going to do next? Well, yeah. uh, not not handoff play calling duties, apparently. <laughs> Indiana, pour one out for those guys. They, they gave, it, gave Ohio State uh, a nice run. Washington? I don't think so. What if Washington plays BYU and smokes BYU and then goes undefeated and wins the Pac-12? That's what I'm saying. I think Washington – I don't get why Washington so, – I, I guess it's the fact they've already had a game canceled and, and, and potentially have two games canceled. That kills them. So, yes, that. But if, if not for that, I, I don't know. You know. They would be right up there with Oregon and USC. I think Washington's been playing good football so far. All right, here's one for you. Last one of the night. Can you and, and these, these are point two and point one each? Can you please explain to me the scenario in which Georgia or Texas gets into the cultural playoff? Yeah, there's a lot of middle gymnastics there. I did not go down that rabbit hole. I put it on here. I was like, how? Maybe maybe Barton's thought about this. I just I, I can't see it. Um, I mean, te- I guess technically. On the Texas side of things, you could have the same argument as Oklahoma, except you would just need a whole hell of a lot more carnage everywhere else. Georgia, I don't I guess I guess it would take it would just take Florida just just absolutely tanking down the home stretch, right? So Florida loses to Kentucky and Tennessee. Georgia gets in, they beat Alabama. With JT Daniels, they claim that basically, hey. like, hey, we didn't have JT Daniels. He wasn't healthy to start the year. Now he's back. This is the real UGA, the UGA that can't run the ball at all somehow, but can throw for 400, just no problem. Yeah, they need they, they need Kyle Trask to get COVID. Yeah, basically, they need, they need Kyle Trask to get COVID. They need Florida to lose two games, and then and then it's then it starts to be conceivable because hey, I'm. Maybe, maybe this Georgia team is different with JT Daniels under center. All right, here's one for you. 
Florida loses at Tennessee, still makes the SEC title game, and they beat Bama. Are they in as a two-loss SEC champ? Yes. Because they beat the Tide. Okay. Yes, I think so. That would be wild. I think so. I mean, it'd be that'd be. Uh, it's, it's easy for me to sit here saying that right now because I ha- I didn't watch Florida lose to Tennessee, <laughs> and so I think in in watching that happen, you know that 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 might affect some of the um, some of the brain activity that would you know I, I, that 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 might change things. I mean. Former Fires Pruitt steps in as the head coach officially and just, you know, coaches them to a victory, like history repeating itself like it did 20 years ago. And yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm pretty tapped out. You got any more? Like, (laughs) there's a couple more, I guess, on the list, but I I can't do it. No, I think we hit the big ones. Um, It'll, uh, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out on Tuesday. Let's see what happens on this, this, rankings reveal it'll tell us a lot about what the committee's thinking like if they have like Oregon up there at eight or something crazy like that then that's uh uh or I don't know maybe that's not crazy we'll have to, we'll I'm just, have to I'm just, yeah I'm just curious how they have the Pac-12 are you um, seeing by the way that they are actually hosting these meetings in person still yeah that's sort of that, that, <laughs> that doesn't really fly with logic to me but whatever it's like all right guys you need to stay quarantined in your dorms don't don't go out the ADs are like jet setting. Let's go get the Gaylord Hotel in Dallas. Like, like, like boom. Yeah, and they're like, if the hey, if players can play and make all these sacrifices, it's the least we can do to meet in person. It's like, listen, bro. Like, if these players could play virtually, they'd be playing virtually. Just swallow your egos, chill on the corporate expense account, and do it over zoom like everyone else right now aren't some of these people on this committee like pretty old and, and actually in, in the risk zone for covid yeah, yeah i don't i don't i don't i, I gotta check the, the latest committee update you know what i hate a little tangent i hate ad's on that committee yeah what, what what qualifies an ad to be on that committee like they don't they have a don't they have a an athletic department to run I want people on that committee that are watching games just nonstop. Like that's their job. Retired coaches. Give me retired coaches. Give me um uh just smart people. They don't have to they don't have to be retired coaches. Put Urban on I just there. want put Urban on there. Yeah. Just put people on there that are gonna devote themselves to like I just don't know how you can run an athletic department and then have an opinion on, you know, where Boise State should be ranked in the top twenty five. Urban uh, throw, throw Frank Beamer on there, I guess. He, you know, he, he st- I think about like guys who either played for or, or won a national title as coaches who, who are not actively coaching. Yeah, yeah. Bowden, probably a little, little too old at this point. Wouldn't wouldn't do him. Uh, Butch Davis could just retire from FIU. They're, they're not looking so hot. <laughs> throw him on there. I know, man. It's bad. It's bad. I thought that, I thought he had some going there. Dude, that was that was rough. And they have Devontae Price, who I've always liked, and they still can't do anything. Good. All right, man. All I'll right. See you. Uh, we got to figure out a schedule for this week. We'll, we'll do that. We'll keep you guys updated. Check Twitter. Peace. See ya. MD. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.